0: After performing a half-hour stand-up special on Comedy Central and writing a book on depression, what came next for comedian Jekyll and Novak would bring her to her knees, so to speak. The actress Natasha Leone has presented Novak in her first off-Broadway show, Get On Your Knees, currently enjoying a limited run in the summer of 2019 at the Cherry Lane Theatre in Greenwich Village. It's billed as, quote, The most highbrow show about blowjobs you'll ever see, end quote. And it's directed by the comedian and actor John Early, who also cast Novak in his own Netflix special. I sat down with Jacqueline at the Cherry Lane before one of her shows to talk about her place in the Georgetown University comedy community, which includes her show's executive producer Mike Pabulia, her producer Michael Lavoy, as well as Nick Kroll and John Mullaney, and how I hope to see her film and distribute Get On Your Knees to schools across America. So let's get to it! Greetings and salutations, Jacqueline Novak. Thank you for joining me before your uh, triumphant one person show here at the Cherry Lane Theater. Thank you. <laughs> what do you want to talk about first, uh, Tony Robbins or blowjobs?
1: <laughs> um, whatever you like. Uh, Ladies' choice. Well, well you choice. got questions?
0: I have lots of questions. Let's
1: do the questions. Uh, Let's we'll start with, I guess, blowjobs. <laughs>
0: Uh, well, one thing they certainly don't say is, you know, those Jewish girls—they go to Jesuit universities, right? Right. How did that happen? Well, how I did mean, you find yourself at Georgetown?
1: You know, I—I I do say in the show, I, I kind of, sort of, offhandedly kind of call it a Catholic school, just mm-hmm. to highlight the feeling that I had, kind of going there. Um, you know just to to a place that was not half Jewish as mm-hmm. I had, you know basically where I'd grown up um, and you know but i um but I also didn't really think but at the same time, I didn't really think of georgetown as this as that kind of place. I kind of think of it as just um you know it was just like oh, this competitive school that um and it had kind of an international thing, and I studied languages. And
0: right, it's in D.C. It's in the yeah, it's like the heart of politics, and
1: yeah. So it's there's kind of there's the foreign, school foreign service there and stuff. So it didn't feel like I was going off to like really a Jesuit university, you know, or something <laughs> um, in that way. Not but, like uh, Jim
0: Gaffigan might have chosen George. Maybe, for that maybe
1: I don't know, but. Uh, uh, yeah, so I just I think, well, I went I went to I took like French and Russian and stuff in high school and was really into languages and there was this like linguistics kind of school of languages and linguistics that technically I was part of when I started there and um so yeah so Georgetown actually felt pretty expanded in that
0: way overall. No, uh, Mike Periglia is one of the yeah. executive producer of this show. Yeah, and he went to Georgetown. He was ahead of you yes. by a few years. Yes. Did you? interact with him at all while you were an undergrad
1: yes um that's when we first became friends um he he came to town to i think perform at the dc improv or perform at um at this at georgetown um so he came to town for some things and then he came and did like a i think he did a workshop once with the improv group that Mm -hmm. he used to be a part of uh, so he came and did a workshop with us, and, and then... You were
0: already in the improv group at that point?
1: Yeah. Um, yeah, I was in it all four years. Um, and and he also came and he talked in our class, our dramatic writing class. Um, and I told him that I was going to start, or I was thinking about starting stand-up. You know, and and he was like, all right, you know, or whatever. Or he was like, cool, or you know, like just as one would. I Mm -hmm. mean, because and uh, and then I'm just trying to think about it. Um, And then I we just became friends. I I sent him my jokes. Like we would talk on the phone. I I would like, you know. Um, read him jokes and, and that sort of thing. I read him my first jokes. He, was, he really encouraged me. He like I was like, I think I'm going to go to this open mic and I went to this open mic and then he was performing at this club Wise Acres in, in Virginia and uh, he said I could do five minutes on it. So I think it was like my second time on stage. Oh wow! The same place where the open mic was I did five, he let me do five minutes and I was kind of like I can't do five minutes on a real show. You know, and he was like no, yeah, yeah you can like, and he like listed off my jokes to me like the ones he knew and he's like you do those and I'm, I'm like I don't know if it's going to last five minutes he's like then you do four you know like whatever like, he just really like lowered the stakes
0: It's um, very supportive
1: oh yeah yeah so he uh, it's
0: very yes ending
1: oh absolutely he was incredibly supportive um, and just hugely so yeah every move I made in comedy I like consulted him and kind of still do
0: how how did this tradition? I don't even know if it's yeah. right to say the word tradition, but there's quite a few people who came out of Georgetown all yeah. within the same five years or so. Yeah, and Georgetown wasn't known as a comedy school before or no, even uh, since, right? So what happened? I think um, I think it was really
1: uh, I think it was more just.
0: Is it stars aligning, or what's...
1: I think it's, uh, you know, if you have a few people that are very interested in comedy, and they're around each other, Mm -hmm. um, you know, versus individuals, it's sort of like you're going to nurture each other's interest in that way. Like, it just, I think it, it... So I think, you know, at Georgetown it was like, um, you know, the, the years that I uh, my kind of experience there it was like, you know, Berbiglia had graduated, right? He mm-hmm. had cast uh, Nick Kroll when, when he was still there in the um, improv group, uh, and and then he had, and then, you know, Berbiglia goes and pursues comedy professionally, right?: mm-hmm.
0: um, He's a medium man on campus by the time. He's a medium
1: man on campus by the time you um, with him. Absolutely, and he is, you know, really doing it. Mike. We we gathered, yeah. yep, at, um, when we all gathered to watch him on Letterman, you know, like the Improv Troop, you know, at uh, one of the producers, Mike Lavoie, um, like at his apartment or whatever. So he was also in the Improv Troop okay. at Georgetown. Um And so I think um, I think seeing someone that, Had been, you know, at the school that we knew that Mm -hmm. we had a connection to. Okay, they were in a group here, and they were doing comedy. Seeing that someone was professionally doing it was a huge um, inspiration, and so I think for that reason, while we're still in school, comedy seems like this thing that can be pursued in a serious, sort of professional way. It's It's more tangible. It's like, you know, yeah. And then um, so as a result, I think we took it very seriously. And Nick, you know, Nick Nick was very serious about a comedy. He was a senior. He cast, um, um, I think he probably cast Mike Lavoy, who was a producer on the show. And uh, he cast me and uh, John Mulaney when we were freshmen. And then, so Nick was very serious about comedy. And then Nick graduated and went to New York and started, um, you know, New York shows and, and that sort of thing. And so there were just these people you know, s- stepping into it in a real way. Um, so then while we're still in school, it's like, you know, it's like push-ups in prison is a very stupid <laughs> analogy, but, um, you know, it's like setting your intention while you're still, uh, have time to think about it, and, and so it's just, I think it was just, I think it was really just that, you know, it's like, um, in the way that friends, friends just end up making things seem possible for their other
0: friends, you know? Now, what, how much of it was supportive versus competitive? Like, one of Birbiglia's movies deals with the idea of a group where everybody's talented and yet they're all kind of fighting for the same goal. Yeah. Did you, how much Um, one versus the other did you experience being around Kroll and Mulaney and
1: Lavoie and... Yeah, I think it's... Overall, really, really supportive.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I mean, I, I, uh, I think you know, it's like the good thing about stand-up, or is everyone's everyone's trying to do themselves, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so you're kind of just, you are kind of just racing, or not racing, but. you can't really do, you know, it's like you can't, you can't do someone else. so so you're, it's a, um, I, I feel in general, the mm-hmm. comedy and, and up comedy has a pretty, a pretty good sense of camaraderie and support and kind of all in it together, pursuing these, this thing that individually kind of, you know, it's like, we're all, we're all, we're all together in our individual pursuit and, I really uh, overall, I would say it's pretty
0: supportive. Well, you're certainly finding that to be true at this point in your career. Yeah, where like all the people from the various mm-hmm. points of your life yeah. are now all coming together behind you. Yeah, to help make this yeah. off Broadway run and whatever happens beyond that. Yeah, come true for you.
1: Definitely. Um, yeah. No, I, I I feel nothing but you know warmth and and it just it's really nice it's it's um it's really nice to celebrate the opening night with um Molini and Kroll and 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 Lavoy and um and Berbiglia and you know yes it's it's just it's been a long journey you know from there to here um but it's just a lot of warm feelings all around I think
0: is that unusual for you to feel as as the author of a book on, <laughs> <laughs> on enjoying a depression yeah. depressive existence? Um, is it weird to to okay. be in a moment where oh things are good and it's I I wouldn't say it is I mean I
1: wouldn't say it is in in connection with with depression because mm-hmm. to me it, or you know it, I don't think of it as relative in any way to my depression experience which Mm -hmm. i just sort of think of as its own um kind of unconnected from you know success or whatever because at the time when i was really struggling with depression things were actually pretty great you know there was a kind of a great i mean at at least uh, before it really kind of took me out of things i Mm -hmm. mean um i was starting stand-up in new york and and it was going well and i was having you know i was performing Rafifi and having the time of my life and that kind of thing so I think um so and you know I would say for many years now I've been really in great shape um in terms of mental health overall that's good to hear yeah so um and it's fun and it's kind of interesting because I'm like you know I'm selling the depression book outside or whatever because you sell something right? right
0: if you have merch yeah yeah you'd be and, remiss if you weren't selling it yeah
1: yeah um and but it's it's a very specific book mm-hmm. you know that's meant to be from a depressed sort of voice and perspective to someone else in that state so uh, it's very different from the show which is very exuberant and kind of um kind of my most uh exuberant kind of perspective on things, right? Mm. So it's very different from – I think it, it's very different from the book. Um, so anyway, I just think if people leave the show and they do buy the book, they might be like, what is this? This is very grim. Uh, <laughs> and so I kind of hope they – I'm like, well, no, just if if, if there's someone who's uh, depressed, um, get it for them.
0: <laughs> well, then, I was going to say that there is one – Mentioned in the book on page one twenty, where you you start writing about blowjobs.
1: Yeah. Are <laughs> so you there is, to read it?
0: So there's a connection. Yeah. Well, it's weird if I read it. <laughs> I mean, I feel like you should read it. But, um, but you say I view blowjobs in themselves as an opportunity to exercise oh. the virtue of humility. Yes. It can serve as a rigorous spiritual practice. Yes. For sprightly young seekers, especially when performed regularly.
1: Yes, I'm th- <laughs> I'm thrilled actually to hear that 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 quote's in there because that joke essentially um is totally the one you know kind of seed of this whole show mm-hmm. um like what i find funny about that sentence is what what i find funny about the show kind of or or what i you know the idea of um taking something that's seemingly um what's the right
0: word submissive
1: no well yeah I guess there's that yeah i guess I guess yeah, I guess something that someone might attach shame to that then I'd like to uh you know twist it and say no it's it's humble awe and that sort of thing
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, so yeah, that is a nice I'm glad that that's in there that because that line is not in the show instead, there's a lot of other lines you know it's like everything but that line, right but I do that line has always been something I've um wanted to work in somewhere.
0: You also mentioned in both the book and the show Tony Robbins.
1: Yeah, yeah, so that's absolutely. why that's
0: why I brought him up yes. as, as an opening. Yes, um,
1: <laughs> yeah, I I talk about Tony Robbins in the book because I you know I sort of in the book um, try to lay out the fact that I was this very positive thinking kind of you make your own emotional reality based on your thoughts kind of you know person early Mm -hmm. unusually early having read tony robbins in like
0: sixth grade hey if you're gonna be an intellectual you gotta (laughs) you gotta be precocious
1: yeah exactly you gotta gotta get started (laughs) on something um so um so in yeah so in the depression book the idea was kind of i wanted to i wanted to make it clear that you know in in my perspective that um, depression is not just a failure in thinking mm-hmm. um, and so I kind of wanted to set up for people that that idea and then, in the show, um, the Tony Robbins stuff has kind of just uh, sort of slipped into the show um, as a result of me kind of trying to articulate my perspective as a you know as a teenager. Mm-hmm. Um, and kind of this good student, kind of striving, uh, want to do things well, worried, kind of, um, but goal-oriented and and wanting to conquer your fears. Piece that, talking about, you know, trying to give a blowjob uh, for the first time. You know, like, the, that was kind of what it was about in a way. Uh, so I, I kind of wanted to, like, let that in to because I also because I also think and I think this keeps coming up in the show is I keep like discovering different pieces of this um but I think I resent uh and I think I resented at the time this feeling that you know sexual desire or activity uh you know or anything it was like everyone knows it's going on you know the the, the nurses give you Slip condoms and it, you know there's this kind of like we all know what you kids do but of mm-hmm. course it's disgusting and horrifying or something and um it, it kind of annoyed me because i felt like hey i'm a good student i'm a thinking person i'm a soulful uh, young person who you know who uh, like like a resentment that there was a feeling that by being sexually active in some way i was like making myself dumber you know like i was uh oh don't get don't you know don't don't go down that path, you know, just like study. And it's like, I can do both.
0: Yeah. One of the recurring thoughts I had while watching the show was actually that I, I wish, and I don't know how possible or potential this is, but I wish there was someone like you who could speak, who could have spoken at my high school or junior high school.
1: Yeah, totally. Totally.
0: And I don't know if that's something <laughs> I don't know if that's something that's possible. Right. That schools would invite Jacqueline yeah, yeah. to their school yeah. assembly. And if that's something yeah. you want to do.
1: Yeah, yeah. No, I think um I I, I think Because it's yeah. one thing
0: for an audience of people in their twenties, thirties, forties, fifties to hear and go, Oh yeah, this is great what she's doing about Totally. Um, Saying everything we were taught and told by yeah. magazines and society is screwed up, yeah, but what if I were thirteen in here totally this? totally um,
1: no I absolutely and and I think um you know. Yeah. I mean I mean certainly I think like, okay, well let's make it an let's make it um a comedy special and get you know then <laughs> like get it to the kids somehow, right? Yeah. Uh there are ways that they can they can get to it. Uh and
0: Right. It's sex it's sex education.
1: Yeah. I think so. Um and I as, think you hear that. As much as you, it's a comedy stuff. show. Yeah. I think it's um because I, I felt I you know, and I talk about it a little bit in the show, but I, I felt kind of annoyed at the time that it was just this, um, you know, this kind of wall other than, other than uh, health class being kind of the like, you know, progressive teacher who's trying to, it's like one figure trying to like reduce shame (laughs) around like sex or something. I I don't, you know, it just, it it just surprises me uh, how, I mean, I get it because I was part of it, but it's like just right. how uptight everyone is, and it still is. Out. Yeah, no, it's it's um, and the divide sort of between parents and and kids on that stuff. And I mean, I always sort of joke around about how, like, me and my parents like broke through a lot of walls by watching HBO programming together. You know, because <laughs> just like particularly like Six Feet Under, we were mm-hmm. big Six Feet Under fans, and like okay, you gotta you know, there's a lot of Pretty, you know, they, there's masturbation. I, I always felt like HBO, particularly like in like 1998 through whatever, it was like a lot of masturbation, like like adults, whatever. But just like they were, they were really into. Yeah, we're gonna put that on film. Um,
0: <laughs> and if you watch that with your parents, then yeah, that's kind of intense topic. Either has to come up or the parents just let the art speak for itself.
1: Yeah, I think just being in the room and well, being uncomfortable, saw- and we just saw that. Um, you know, just, even it's it's just, um, but yeah, I think, and maybe I'll, you know, maybe I put it all in a book or something, mm-hmm. and uh, it gets, gets to the kids that way. But yeah, I totally want to, I totally, um, and I think there is a version of an assembly that, I'd consider giving.
0: I guess when you film it for a special, yeah. the audience should be kids.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. That could be a, um, <laughs> you know, are they good laughers? I don't know. I don't know. It comes mm. down to. Uh,
0: a lot of nervous laughter, I bet. Yeah, yeah. If it's anything like when I was. Yeah. Average. Gosh, yeah. Were there, any, were there any qualms by anybody when you were, when you were first putting this show up?
1: Um, I mean, in terms of like my life, or sort of,
0: well, I feel like I know the answer already. Yeah. no, because Cherry Lane has been yeah. great to comedians in New York yeah. over the years. Generally, whether it's probiglia or Hassan Minhaj or Colin yeah. Glenn or
1: no, no, or, I mean oh, I wasn't hello. exposed to any. Like, yeah, I wasn't like, exposed to any qualms, but um, I think in part that's um, well, it's I mean the theater. The theater's a daring place, right? It's, it's <laughs> supposed, supposed to be, be it. right? It's supposed to be. Yeah, so I, I, it never occurred to me, and I certainly never. Um, the only sort of resistance I've gotten in the realm of that sort of stuff was some press stuff where it'd be like, you know, oh, we've pitched you to um, go on this mm-hmm. six o'clock news thing, and then, oh, actually, they looked up the show and the subject matter there, you know, they don't want to have you on
0: or whatever. And it's like Do you come back with, well, the word "ness" is not. Yes, exactly. It's, <laughs> it's safe for TV. It the is word safe, it is absolutely is, safe for TV. Safe <laughs> um, for
1: TV. <laughs> the syllable, yeah. The syllables alone. Um, yeah, and I, I also think it's funny that I mean, I could so easily, of course, go on and talk about my show in general terms. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So the prudishness there is pretty shocking. I mean, at this point, you know, yeah. it's, it's pretty, it's pretty wild. Um, yeah.
0: Um, when I, going back in time just a little bit, I yeah. feel like when I moved to New York and I first saw you at shows, yeah, I'm realizing now that might've been the time when you were commuting back and forth from your parents?
1: It could have been. Um, I'm literally fuzzy on the years. Mm-hmm. Like I wasn't paying too much attention to the years passing because I was freaked out by... The passage of time, um, so I was really trying to ignore that it. I wasn't like counting. Yeah. That you know, can like, happen. Yeah, can, yeah, yeah, yeah. It can slow down a, to a crawl, or it can right. fly by. Exactly. Um, but yeah, it could have been. I mean, it's hard to say because I was commuting at different times. You know, I, when I was still in college and I started doing some shows in New York, mm-hmm. like in the summer, I was commuting, of course, right.
0: But after you lo- but then, lost the job at the ad agency, yes,
1: um, then. I was commuting. I think around that time, I think I had my, my piano show with Greg Johnson. Yeah, I feel yeah. like that was around that time. Yeah. Um, yeah, so there was some commuting in and out then.
0: So I guess what I'm really curious to yeah. know is how did, you, how did you rebound from that and make the move back into the city and go, okay, now yeah. I've regrouped, I know what I'm yeah. doing, Thank you. I know what I want out of my career. Yeah. Um I'm going to do it right this time.
1: You know, I think it was it was even um simpler in a way or it wasn't it wasn't like well, I never felt I I was still doing shows even during that time and I was still doing weird road gigs and stuff mm-hmm. like that and, and writing and um so I never felt like I had stopped. I just felt like I was Sort of in a pause, um, mm-hmm.
0: but it's got to feel different though when you're not in the city where you can bounce from show to show night night yeah. after night. Oh,
1: totally yeah, no, in a lot of ways I was just often like my own um...
0: yeah, so how did you reengage with the
1: yeah, um... with the scene? Well, I moved back in. Uh you know, I, I I got some jobs at the time that a variety of little things I was
0: um comedy related or
1: No, I'm I'm trying to think like I'm trying to think what I did exactly at that time. Um I would do like freelance kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Freelance like advertising, kind of writing, consulting, things like that. There
0: was douche chills.
1: It was Douche Chills. Um, I almost forgot about gig. Douche Chills. Yes. Um, that was a fun project for a little while. Um, yeah.
0: Can we refresh the audience sure. on what Douche, douche chills, chills was? Chills was a
1: website um, that a friend of mine. <laughs> can just leave that hanging. Um, and I uh, and Chris worked on. Mm-hmm. It was like an idea a friend had, brought it to us to kind of realize it. And it was a collection of content. Um, <laughs> curated content that gives one douche chills Mm -hmm.
0: um right it's a feeling
1: it's a feeling secondhand embarrassment um the hair standing up on your neck yeah yeah and found some pretty interesting things searching through that lens um (laughs) and it had you know it had some fans but we Mm -hmm. all kind of we mostly moved on um but you never know it could come back at any time yeah
0: Um, we're living in an era of
1: yeah, I think maybe that was part of the problem. Um, but so, yeah, I came back. I did yoga. I worked some part time jobs, um, and and you know, I just started doing. I set up one of my own shows for a little little while. Is um, this when you
0: started doing shows with John, John Early?
1: Yeah, um, yeah, a cake shop and um, hanging out with Kate and John. Met John. Um,
0: what did ha- what what did, did hanging around them. with them do for you and your comedy because um, you're all kind of more, I feel like it's a more broader interpretation of what stand-up can be. Yeah,
1: yeah. Um, yeah, I always felt like, you know, I, I started out. Dare I say out, experimental? Yeah, I'll take it. Um, <laughs> Performative? I think I started out in a much more like sort of, at least in part, traditional setting right. of like, you know, in college trying to break into the DC Improv and, and this kind of
0: right, it's different from real from Bigley and M- Mulaney to
1: yeah.
0: early um, in Bel- Yeah,
1: so I think it was. Um, so I kind of have that part of me. Um, so I felt, you know, a lot of freedom with like Kate and John and, and the kind of vibe there. It um, also felt. I still feel very appreciated by them for like you know what we joke around about as my notions. Um, Quality that it's notions-based notions comedy.
0: <laughs> you have a whole uh, disc of notions.
1: I do, I do. Which I may pull. We'll see. I'm because I'm I may pull it from the the cloud because I've I've taken so many pieces from it and continue to like pull things from it and mm. then blow them out into. It's like this overture. It's like an overture to my whole, you know, like.
0: Um, That's something uh, Brubaker has done too over the years. Did is, he
1: pull it? Pull like dog well, ears or something?
0: But no. But where he he oh. uh, in, in, inspiration, he pulls the material yeah. back and goes, "Oh, this is actually part of something right. else." This is
1: a seed of yeah, yeah. I think so. And 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 it's it's um, I think it's like a totally natural artistic kind of impulse, like and totally acceptable in other art forms, right? Like you know, kind of revisiting and and coming at the same subject matter from a bunch of different angles and trying to get it right this time and continuing to explore um, versus kind of the, like, you know, a
0: new album every year, dump the material, it's over mentality. And when I talk to every stand-up who's put out an album or a special, they all say that that's not the finished joke. Yeah. What's what's on there. Totally.
1: Because you keep
0: coming coming up with newer tags and newer ways to approach it.
1: No, it's it's that um, kind of you know a poems never finished only abandoned kind of thing and it's like similarly i think with something being recorded you catch it at a moment in time and but everyone works differently but yeah
0: well i'm catching you at this singular moment yes. in time what if if you were to listen back to this yeah 5 years from now what do you what do i hope i'm doing then yeah
1: i mean i hope um You know, I just, I, lo- I love completely being absorbed in, in sort of a project at a time, right? And the, right now I'm completely absorbed in this show and, um, and you know, trying to make it the best thing it can be. And I just, that's kind of what I want to do for the rest of my life, right? One thing after now my, I'm not sure which project or what that's going to look mm-hmm. like um, exactly yet. I'm open-minded on that. But I just, I just hope, that, you know, I just keep putting stuff out. You know, that's really it. It's, it's very simple. But that's so hopefully in five years, I'll put some more things out if they're good. You know what I mean? Like if it takes me five years, to, then um, I just hope I'm similarly right now. I just hope I'm once again kind of in a state of working on something and feeling inspired and excited about it and overwhelmed by it and all those juicy feelings.
0: Well, your show is, is certainly all of those things. Thank you. So, No, thank you, Jacqueline. <laughs> <I really laughs> Thanks appreciate so much. It. Yeah. Get back to work.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Last Things
0: First This episode of The Comics Comic Presents Last Things First was produced by Alex Brezel at Showbird Studios. The music by Camille Harris and Shockwave. Logo by Giggle Chick. Please check out my website, thecomicscomic.com, for more interviews, reviews, and comedy news. Become a paid subscriber at patreon.com. I'm your host, Sean O. McCarthy. Thanks for listening. Last things first. Last things first.